All right, we're back. Don't know what happened with all the technical issues tonight. Hopefully that's the last of them. If it isn't, this will be very short. So, Well, John, the internet normally hates you, um, but now the actual internet hates us both, like the actual Wi-Fi connection. So we'll see if it lets, if the overlords let us get through this. I don't, I don't know what's going on with my internet connection here. I literally have the fastest thing you can pay for in Cleveland. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, it's... Yeah as fast as it goes. So I'll, just, I'll have to call him tomorrow and see if I can figure it out. But anyway, to answer your earlier question, uh, I was in Columbus over the weekend and we did that. Um, we did that veterans workout. And then Monday we did a benchmark workout, Angie, which is a uh, hundred pull-ups, hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups, hundred um, uh, air squats for time, which by the way, I'm going to complain here for a minute at affiliate owners all over the country. I can't tell you how many people messaged me when I posted that workout and said, is it partitioned? Can you do it any way you want? Like affiliate owners, get off your ass and start doing benchmark workouts. That's like crazy. That, that thing has been around since God knows when. It was like one of the first workouts I learned over a decade ago. And yeah. the fact that people are asking, what is, I've never seen this. It means affiliates aren't doing benchmark workouts and it drives me nuts. Absolutely hmm. nuts. And to answer everyone's uh, question, who's obviously like, uh, wait, so is it unpartitioned? Uh, no, the entire design of that workout is to do it unpartitioned. And I will say that the sorest I have ever been, and I think we've talked about on this podcast, was uh, when I came back from a college Christmas break, having not worked out for like a month, I did Angie and I PR'd, but I also PR'd my potential for Rapto. <laughs> and I couldn't extend my arms for like a week. Uh, so be careful if you're, if you're hopping into Angie, especially if you, if you haven't been hitting the pull-up volume, it's, it can be one that really, really blows you up. Oh, it blew me up. I'm in pain, dude. Both arms hurt, chest hurts, lats hurt. Like I went at it hard. You know, I hadn't, I had not done it in, I don't know, probably three or four years, maybe. Yeah. And just, I don't know, wanted to see what my time would be. And uh, I found out, and I paid for it. <laughs> it definitely. Hey, at hurt. least you know what your time was now. <laughs> I PR'd it, so you know that's worth something, I guess. But you know, it's like it's. I knew I could do the sit-ups and the air squats unbroken, so I'm like, all right, I just got to get like figure out how to get through these push-ups. And man, they just they tore me up, man. They yeah. Hurt. Yeah. They hurt, and then you know today was a bunch of you know a bunch of double underwork today with some rowing and some biking and boarding my calves have recovered since uh doing that workout on saturday so so i think i'm getting it together getting my life back together slowly but Good. surely and then what maybe the internet will work and then everything will just be clicking on all cylinders for you man yeah well i'm not going to count on that i've had too many issues with it lately so it's just <laughs> i guess it's just going to be an ongoing frustration that i can't seem to solve but well the good news, or maybe bad news, is that you have 99 days to fix it before the CrossFit Open. <laughs> well, I don't need the internet to do the CrossFit Open, but I agree. We're 100 days away, so that's uh, kind of exciting, I guess. It's hard to believe it's that quick. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're going to be setting yourself up for it really well, since I know you're, you're staying pretty focused on that um, – on the Wadapalooza workout, the gauntlet, sorry, couldn't come up with a name. Um, you're so focused on the gauntlet. Like I know you're going to be really prepared, but um, if you weren't, 
focused on the gauntlet, what would you be doing anything different right now uh, if you're trying to prepare for the open or is this, or are you like most CrossFitters where about a week and a half away from the open, they start to panic and then anxiety <laughs> sets in and then the first workout is released and they're like, Oh my God, double unders. I did not see that coming. Oh my God. There's going to be thrusters that never happens in the open. Um, <laughs> well, um, I don't know if I would do anything wildly different. I've done enough opens at this point um, to know that the first thing I do kind of this far out is to find what I want to accomplish. I think that's like, if you could do anything right now, consider I got a hundred days. The very first thing you got to do is go, what do I want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And figure, and so define your goal, figure out what you want that to be. So for me, it's, it's going, all right, do I want to RX every workout? Do I think I may have to scale some? Do I want to just improve my performance year over year? Do I have a, a specific movement I want to be prepared for? You know, do I just want to beat my buddy? <laughs> you know, like I had whole years early on when my only goal in the open was to beat the two guys I worked out with every morning at 5 a.m. That was it. And every, you know, it was five week open in those days. And uh, every week we put up the stack ranking and see who was winning. And there was always a lot of debate between do you use the stack ranking or is it who wins the most out of the five, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause there's, it can be a big difference between that. You can win three out of five and still not win the stack ranking, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like against yeah. the greater population. But when there's just yep, you know, three of you, it's, you know, kind of a different, different ball game, you know? So, yeah. so I think you have to define those goals for me this year uh, is, is to make quarterfinals. Like, so that's my, so to improve what I did last year and to make quarterfinals would be a big win for me. But, um, you know, I know everyone has different goals. And so I just think, you know, mentally that's the best thing going in is to, you know, think about how you want to get ready to do whatever it is you want to accomplish. How do you normally look at it when you go in? Yeah, I love that question. Um, and actually, I'm going to loop in. Uh, I, I don't have the feature to add it to the screen, but I know you're working off your phone right now. But uh, a guy, Mike asked what is the optimal start time to start training for the open why do you think some athletes think that training in november might be too early to start training for it um so basically when i when we say training for the open um that is a full year endeavor right as soon as the open stops technically you're training for the next year's open and we've talked about that on the podcast before about how there needs to be a seasonality to your to your actual CrossFit season, meaning there should be a, a dedicated off season, which prob- with probably a strength focus. And then you have a mid season, which is learning the skills. And then you have kind of like getting ready for the postseason, and then peaking for, let's say the open uh, where you're actually like, you're doing a bunch of CrossFit looking workouts. So, so right now we've already, we're already pretty deep into the season and we're starting to make that transition from from mid-season, we practice some skills. We're in the volume accumulation phase to like, you know, probably like 60 days-ish out from the actual CrossFit Open. So maybe another month of volume accumulation stuff um, from today. In about a month, um, our coaches are going to start programming a lot more CrossFit-style looking workouts. So that's where you're going to see like a lot of like open retest workouts. So, so workouts from past year's Opens, we're going to be retesting them and seeing if we can improve and and what you find in a lot of open workouts is they're generally, you know, have 
a skill component and they're um i'd say more they're more um they're high intensity but they're not very heavy generally open workouts aren't extremely heavy with the barbell and they're not extremely high skill so you have like that nice sweet spot where like an open workout will be like you know, 12 minute ascending ladder of toes to bar and power cleans or something right. like that, you know, like just kind of combos like that. Um, and honestly, the best way to practice it is by going and doing some of the old open workouts on a consistent basis, but you're not ready to do the old open workouts on a consistent basis until you've done the other parts of the season. Um, so I don't think November is too early or too, I would say it's almost too late. If you haven't started training, then yeah, it's, it's going to be rude awakening over the next 99 days. But in terms of, of in November right now, November 8th is when we're recording this is, should I be doing just like retests of open workouts every day, all day? No, not quite yet. Um, I'm going to save that for maybe the, the, the final 30 to 60 days going into the open. Yeah. I don't think it's too early to start preparing for the open. I do think it's far too early to start obsessing about the Oh open. yeah. And and to your point, people when people start obsessing, that's when they go, okay, I have to go do 17-1 and 17-2 and 17-3. Well, yeah. we better start doing the 18s too while we're at it. And they start redoing all these workouts and blowing up their their normal training. And I think that's mm-hmm. like for me, that's the mindset between now and probably well, you got a hundred days out. So like for the next 50 days if it were me doing the programming, I would say, don't mess up your programming. Like don't change your programming to start doing open style workouts. Right. You should still be learning skills. You should still be getting stronger. Um, you don't have to do yeah. Open style workouts all the time. Cause that's, that's more, that's testing and, and we should still be training. And again, this is, this is specifically for people who are obsessing over the open. There's for, I think a very large part of the population of CrossFitters, they just, they want to do CrossFit to get a decent workout in. And then they, they like happen to have fun in the open, uh, in which case, yeah, doing, doing a strength and a Metcon, you know, five days a week, totally fine. Is it going to maximize your preparedness for the open? No, but will you generally probably have a good time doing the open? Yes. Um, so again, it all, it all like kind of lies in the intention of like, are you trying to maximize your score and get every single optimization you possibly can? And, and, like truly see what you're capable of as an, from an athlete perspective, or are you someone who's just like, I participate in the open because it's fun to see my progress through the years and, and where I stand as a whole. There's kind of two different goals there. I, I think most people would, would really benefit from just looking at it in its simplest form and go, if I want to give my best performance, what are the easiest things I can get started on right now to start preparing? Uh, and they're the things, you know, they're so easy but they're not. And they're the things we talk about all the time. For me, the number one thing on that list is nutrition. Like you have a hundred days, you can do a lot of good things to your body in a hundred days. And, and I would say, actually, I'll ask it in the form of a question. Like when it comes to open performance and, and, and doing well in the open, let's say we have a hundred days left. Um, are we bulking? Are we trying to lean out? We're trying to gain a bunch of muscle. Like what, what do you think is the right move here for most people? Well, I mean that this, I'll use your line and say there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot between that. dude. There's so much, you know, so many ways you can go with that. For me, it would be um, lighter is better. 
to, you know, for gymnastics movements. And there's always a gymnastics movement that comes up. That doesn't mean that's, again, it's not one size fits all, but if you know, you're likely going to see muscle ups and potentially handstand push-ups, double unders, um, you know, a lot of those kind of fast twitch movements, you know, if you can drop five pounds and I, I don't know if the math on this is right, but someone told me once that for every five pounds you lose, it's 40 pounds of pressure on your knees that goes away. You know, I don't know about and, all that, but, but I do know that when it comes to body weight gymnastics, not wearing a weight vest helps. Yeah. Know, yeah. Sure. No, no, it's huge. Um, you know, it just makes you faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I, you know, I think that's something people could think about, but I don't know if you necessarily have to lean down. It could just be how you're fueling your body. You need to look at. So I think you've got to balance that some. So for me, like I've been focusing on body composition, not on losing weight. Mm. And, and so it's really been prioritizing protein and carbs into my, um, training to make sure that I'm recovering better and that I've got enough energy for these workouts and that I still want to build muscle while I'm breaking stuff down, you know? So I, I haven't really gotten a lot leaner, but I've absolutely gotten faster because of that. And, and and consequently, a lot of the body weight stuff has gotten easier to some degree, you know? Um, So I, you know, I just think you have to look at, um, you know, are there nutritional changes you could make that are easy like, so I'm not, you know, I'm not advocating whole scale diet here or going and getting a nutritionist and getting crazy. I'm just saying, just look at a few things that you have going on and can you make some subtle changes in your day to day that might make this better for you? Like, I don't know, not drinking during the week. Like I did sober October, dude, I feel great. <laughs> like during the week, still drinking these stupid non-alcoholic beers on a Tuesday night. It's <laughs> great. And I can get up in the morning and go do a workout at, you know, whatever time and not feel hungover or bloated or whatever. And, you know, getting better training sessions in because of that have made a big difference mm-hmm. for me, you know, and that's mm-hmm. without, you know, that's not a, a huge give up, you know, and, yeah. you know, you gave up coffee one time, you know, that for that month to, you know, kind of do a similar thing. So I just think there are some subtle things you can look at and, and say, you know, I want to give this and try see if it improves my performance. Yep. And then I think like beyond the nutrition, I think that one of the most important things that you can do right now, a hundred days out from the open is really focus on open skill accumulation because really in a hundred days, there's, you could get stronger, right? But the proportional strength gains between like, all right, let's say, are you going to add a ton of weight to your back squat and deadlift and snatch and clean and jerk? Or could you make a a major breakthrough in something like the muscle up or the double unders or toes to bar? The odds of making a a really big breakthrough on body, some sort of gymnastics piece, way, way higher because of like, it just takes a long, long time to get strength gains. And a lot of these body weight gymnastics things, it's very much like a skill or a, like a motor pattern or like some body awareness or like, boom, all of a sudden it clicks. I've seen people learn double unders in a matter of like two days, just because they put in the effort and boom, they were able to make a click. And then the proportional feedback the, or the purpose from that is huge, right? The difference from finishing 100,000th in your division in a double under workout versus, you know, top 20% is, 
is very much predicated right. on being able to do those double unders. And you could learn those in two days. You're not going to add, you know, 20, 30 pounds to your, to your one rep maxes in, in a matter of two or three days. So I would say highly, highly focused now on what are the movements that are showing up in the CrossFit Open. And of course, if you Google that, one of our articles will show up, just say CrossFit Open Movements and then slap a wad prep on the end of it. We have a really cool article about it where we go through like, what are the movements that show up in each and every CrossFit Open? And you'll notice a lot of those movements, like an overwhelming majority of them it, are bodyweight style gymnastics. And if you really, really focus on those, you can get efficiencies and unlock movement patterns that that will make your your scores and leaderboard climb tremendously just because there's so much to learn and so much that you can kind of have click at the last minute. Yeah, back in the old days, uh, the olden days, we did um, – What was the workout? It's, it was 150, 150 wall balls. I forget what year it was, but it's 150 wall balls, 90 double unders, and 30 muscle-ups. You remember that one? It was an AMRAP, like 17-minute yeah. AMRAP or something. Yep, and, I remember that. Yeah, it, and in those days, if you got one muscle-up, you blew past – thousands of people this is before anybody could do muscle ups yep. tens know? of tens of thousands yeah i remember it yeah you and you'd have bragging rights for all eternity that you know you were basically going to regionals and that's <laughs> and that's exactly what i'm talking about john is like that so that still exists i know like back in you know you're saying oh back in my day but that that gap still exists um yeah that gap now is like lower on the leaderboard right like be what back in the day getting one muscle up would you know, put you maybe in the top 30%. Now getting one muscle up puts you in the top 70% or something like that. But there still is a huge gap created for the athletes. There's, there's so many, I mean, tens of thousands of athletes that will hit that proverbial wall in a workout, whether that's a skill wall, like, you know, a ring muscle up or a bar muscle up or a handstand push up or a handstand walk or whatever. If you can learn how to do one of those things, just one of that high skill movement under fatigue and then hit it in the open, boom. That's it's like each rep, like 10,000 places, 10,000 places, every single rep that you can do. Um, and this is specifically for those people who are kind of like right on the bubble between skilled and RX when it comes to that movement. If you can learn to RX at tired, um, you know, my challenge in 100 days, if you can learn how to do one bar muscle up under fatigue, and one ring muscle up under fatigue, one handstand push up under fatigue, and then you know like a five foot handstand walk under fatigue. If you can learn all of those things in the next hundred days, which is doable, then you're going to be ready to crush the open because you're going to be able to get that rep when when the moment counts. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, uh, it is interesting to me how that that. Uh, that distance between the athletes that can do those movements and those that can't though is shortening every single year. You know, like last year we had bar muscle ups and I, I did really well in the workout that had them and thought to myself, man, I'm going to make up so much ground. And I didn't make up anywhere near what I thought I was going to, yeah. you know, it's yeah. uh, really, yeah. really interesting. I mean, the open magic is real. And and I think people are, are, you know, people are being smart and listening to podcasts like this and, watching videos and, and just trying to prepare more. And then also like as a collective whole, uh, it's incredible how the CrossFit open proves how much more fit CrossFit is making the general CrossFit population. Like it's crazy. Like my, like 
myself, if I went back, let's say 10 years ago, I would be a, still a very, I'd be a high level athlete 10 years ago, right? I'd be like regional ish, you know, like I'd be, I'd be very high level um, in terms of percentage within the sport. Yeah. And now I am very much not, you know, I actually, I didn't even make the, I, granted, I didn't redo any workouts and I, and I wasn't really focused on it, but I thought for sure I was going to be able to make the quarterfinal. No problem. You know, I just, whatever. If I just do the workouts, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll make it in. Nope. I was like a tenth of a percent out from making it into the, like, it was like a very, very small amount of places. Right. Um, and I didn't even make the next round. And I kind of was like, whoa, holy cow. Like, that's crazy. Uh, because I don't know, I'm a pretty decent CrossFitter, but apparently not anymore, not top 10%. So I think it's amazing. I think that the bar is being moved, but for people listening and it, people listening and, and wanting to maximize their score and wanting to maximize their open performance. And even for everyone listening who says, I don't care about it. I promise you in a hundred days, you're going to wish that you listen to the advice in this podcast because, mm-hmm. because so many people, once the open comes around, that's when they're like, you know what? I wish, I wish I had taken it seriously. Like I wish I had tried a little bit more or wish I had done this or that to prepare myself to be in this position because whether whether you you think it means anything or not, it's fun and it's competitive and it, it really does show you where you stack up. Right. So I, here's a one I give you. So I'd love your opinion on this. Um, I think a huge part of the open where the people struggle with is the the mental anxiety that comes with an unknown workout every week. You get it announced to you on you know let's say they do it on Thursday and then you got to go do this thing Friday night, right? And it freaks people out. So you want to train for that? Quit looking at Wattify before you go into your gym. Yep. Or Sugar Water, whatever you use, like whatever program your gym has. Quit preparing the night before for your workouts. Just take your gym bag, fill it with all your shit, and go to the gym. Just show up and do it. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of freedom in just showing up, looking at the board, and going, all right, that's what we're doing, and having a plan on the fly. Yep. Which is what happens in the open. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into an open workout with all the you know, the butterflies and the anxiety of having that 24 hours before of running a thousand scenarios in my head that I've never had to run scenarios in my head before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Cause if like, I guess if I, if I see a workout that's happening tomorrow, there's, there's nothing like the actual open anxiety, like it's going to happen. Um, it happens to me every year. It still happens to me because I don't know. It's just, it's the way that the open works in my head. But if you have the confidence to show up at your gym and be able to do anything that the whiteboard throws at you, then you, you can kind of have this peace of mind that gets, it's so much better than let's say the open workout is announced. And you're like, man, if it's one of these three movements, I'm completely screwed. And you just get all right. that anxiety waiting for it to come up. And then when that, when the open workout is released and oh shoot, that movement's there. And then all you're like is, am I going to be able to hit my double under tomorrow? Oh my gosh. Like, I hope I can do it. I hope it's a good day for me. Um, but if you, if you practice showing up and doing everything blind, that is a very, very good, um, very good way to prepare. Um, Michael McCown asks, how about muscle endurance, such as thrusters, wall balls, barbell cycling? Um, are you, doing are you preparing for those things as well beyond just the skills um john i'll let you 
you answer on, on your side? Well, I'll tell you how I'm currently um, handling that. I don't know if I would do anything outside of my normal programming, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to advocate for people to start taking on extra programs and doing a hundred different things that their coaches aren't already giving them at the gym. You know what I mean? Like I first and foremost, follow your programming at your affiliate. You know, Uh, I think that's important, but I do think that uh, having a good engine can get you through those. Like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. form and engine are, are two different things, but you need them both, you know? So if you want to be good at, thrusters wall balls and barbell cycling well thrusters and barbell cycling you got to drill that and some of that happens in the wide maybe some of it happens before working with your coach make sure your form's really good particularly on thrusters where you got to breathe at the top and you know make sure and you i know you have a class on that i'm sure <laughs> but i just saw a video you did on that by the way it was really good yeah, um, yeah. and wall balls are not that different but you don't get good at wall balls guess what you got to do a shit ton of wall balls like mm-hmm. it's not much more than that so i so for me, it's the balance of you have to have good form in those movements, but you also have to have enough of an engine to do them. The reality is, is that the open workouts, what's the longest one we've ever had? 20 something minutes? I want to say 21 minutes. Is yeah, that right? Like that. Yeah, maybe. Right. Like, yeah. I around mean, 20, around 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I routinely, and I mean, routinely do workouts 30 to 45 minutes, at least once a week, at least. Okay. And so when I'm, you know, like today I had two 11 minute AMRAPs with four minutes in between. I was not worried at all. I had no fear of the time domain because I've done that so many times. I already knew what it was going to feel like. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for most people in the open is they're like, oh my God, a 21 minute AMRAP. How am I going to get this done? It's because you've never done it or you haven't done it enough that right. you don't know how it's going to feel. Right. So if you can push some of those workouts longer, all of a sudden 20 minutes doesn't seem like a big deal anymore when you're doing 30 and 40 minute workouts. Yep. So yep, I agree. Long answer. So yeah. And on my end, I would say like, again, so the question was how about muscle endurance, such as thrusters, wall balls, barbell cycling. Are you practicing those as well? Um, I think, so these are kind of different things. So muscle endurance for thrusters and wall balls, I would say, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all part of building an engine and, and, and an aerobic base. Um, but I, I think something like barbell cycling is treated actually more similarly to like a gymnastic skill. Like there's barbell skills. So you still should be accumulating skills right now. Uh, and that would fall into barbell cycling. Um, so the muscular endurance kind of stuff that actually is kind of the phase that if you're following WADPRO programming, that's that's the phase that they're in right now, um, which is volume accumulation. So you're going to be doing like maybe pairings of things or you're, for the strength portion, you're working to large touch and go sets with the barbell and learning how to cycle it. So those are the kinds of things that you need to practice sort of in this sweet spot of the season. And then again, towards the end, that's when you're just like you're doing the workouts, like you're doing actual CrossFit workouts that combine like the strength, the endurance, the the, you know, the barbell skill work, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I would treat a lot of things like their skills and yeah, I mean, biggest tip for wall balls and I'll give you a spoiler. Cause I think we actually just released a video about this. Uh, my biggest tip for wall balls right now, do yourself a favor and upgrade the weight of your wall ball. So if you're in the men's division, that means don't throw a wall ball. That's, um, 20 pounds or less 
from now until the open, you know, get a heavier ball, whether it's a 22 pounder or 25 pounder or a 30 pounder, use that in all of your wall ball workouts. And I promise you when the open comes around, you'll be much more prepared. Same thing for the ladies. It's like throw to the 10 foot target and upgrade your wall ball weight. Even if it's just a little bit, I promise you that's going to make it so much easier once the inevitable, horrible wall ball workout shows up in the open. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that because I completely agree with that, but I also think people often think, well, I have to get so much stronger on this barbell cycling. Usually on the barbell on the open, you see 75 pounds. No, it's just skill. It's a, yeah. it's, it's more of a finesse game almost. So I, I feel like I see too many people, you know, in their kind of their day-to-day training going as heavy as possible. And often you, maybe you should put the 75 on and focus on getting through those snatches quick. Like you getting your heart rate up, like that's what they're intended to do is jack your heart rate up and make everything else harder. Like you got to yeah. practice that, you know? Yeah. And I like what, what Ken said, uh, Ken Grano or Grano, uh, about December, I start drilling one or two of my weaknesses in prep for the open about two days per week, Saturday and Wednesday, keeping, keeping the intensity low. I mean, that's perfect. That's awesome. That's what we suggest at Watt Pro too, is like that two to three days per week of skill focused work. Um, and yeah, if you can stack two that aren't necessarily butting heads together. So like I wouldn't stack, let's say kipping pull up work with muscle up work, right? Cause it's both pulling movements. But if you could do something with like maybe handstand pushups and pull ups, that'd be great. Right. Cause you got to push in a pull or double unders and something that doesn't involve jumping. Um, those kind of things, if you can stack two skills or maybe even three that aren't uh, butting heads on muscle groups, then you'll be even better. You uh, you shouldn't listen to Ken. He did it. He did Angie with me this week, and he crushed me like a grape. Absolutely <laughs> crushed me. It wasn't even close. He was done so soon. He like went home, changed, showered, came back, watched the rest of my workout. It was yeah, great. Nice. Just, just destroyed me. Very depressing on my part. I tell what, I would not definitely listen to Ken. It sounds. Yeah, you should. He's very fit. Um. I tell you what I would not start doing right now that I think people fall into the trap of. I would not start redlining workouts on mm. a regular basis. I think people go, open's coming, got to puke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they start going as hard as they can all the time. You got to look like a hundred days is a long time, man. And yep. if you start redlining workouts three days a week, you risk injury. You're going to over fatigue yourself. You're likely um, going to start drilling bad form. Like that's sure. the, the biggest problem of all um, and just creating more problems for yourself, creating imbalances or whatever. Well, and if we look at the average CrossFit open workout from the average CrossFitter, what do they do way too early in every single open workout red line, right? Yeah. Cause they're not used to the energy that comes with the open. They're not used to like having the score matter as much. They're maybe not used to a judge. They're not used to a bunch of people cheering them on. So that red line occurrence is so much more likely so it, this ties in perfectly to the most recent comment we got on Facebook. Jason Gregg says, uh, every minute on the minute training builds body fatigue awareness and pacing, thus translating into better AMRAP success. I, I tend to agree with that. Like I love doing EMOMs with either one movement or maybe like a couplet or you can alternate stuff like that. But doing EMOMs helps teach you how to stay within a window of time but also not burn out. Like I remember uh, back in the day doing these crazy 30 minute EMOMs every single Wednesday. And we would do those leading up to the open because the only way you're getting through a 30 minute EMOM is if you pace things perfectly. 
and you learn how to hold that pace. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing 10 burpee box jump overs in a given minute, it's like, that is miserable. It's terrible. 10 burpee box jump overs. Normally like it takes me about like, I don't know, maybe 40 seconds or something like that. And it would, it would just be like, I had to keep my pace. I had to make sure that I kept everything under control because I'll have just a little teeny bit of rest before moving into the next station and the next minute. Uh, but if I let myself get off pace a little bit or go too fast and red line or go too slow, then ever, the wheels would fall off the bus. So that was a, EMOMs are a great way to really hone your, your, your timing and then also your pacing and making sure that you don't red line completely. It's amazing how much EMOMs like that really, um, help you figure out where to take breaks in other workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, like you really start to like, you only have a minute to get it done. And so you're re- what you're really learning is how many reps you can get done in 60 seconds. And yeah. then you're going, all right, well, I can't work for the full 60 seconds every minute. So how many can I get in in 40 seconds or 45 seconds? And now what you're drilling is, all right, if I gave myself a 10 second break in this workout or a 15 second break, where would I be? Where should I be? And you can really start to judge the way a workout should shape for you. Like we, we had the two 11 minute AMRAPs today. I had done a very similar workout uh, a couple of weeks before. And so I already, that was an EMOM, but it, you know, seven AMRAP like today. So I knew going in how many rounds I should get, Hmm. you know, and there's a lot of power in that of being able to go in and going, I know how hard I should have to push here and when I should break and when I shouldn't, you know, and, and, toward the end, then I can start to, you know, stretch a little bit and, and push closer to my red line. Yep. Yep. And I think Lance has a really good comment here um, is it's all about finding a fine line, starting smart, find your groove in the middle of the workout. And then in the end, you have a final kick to empty the tank right before the end of the workout. And that's pretty much every single open video that I've ever made. That's almost exactly the strategy from a pacing perspective. It's like, you have to like throttle yourself back in the beginning because if you do that, you can get into the groove of the workout. There's always like this big middle section where you're just trying not to go too fast to red line, but you also don't want to go so slow that you're, you're recovering necessarily in the workout. And then there's like that really, really good sweet spot at the end where it's like, all right, all systems go. It's blackout mode, you know, essentially. Right. And I think a lot of inexperienced crossfitters don't know how to do those three things. They don't know how to throttle back in the beginning. They redline way too early somewhere in the middle. And then by the end, they're, they're a slug. But it's the person who has the discipline and the energy and the calmness to be able to like start at one pace and then like slowly ramp it up at the end, like Rich Froning did for so many right. years so perfectly. Um, or just be able to keep that pace the whole time and you don't even need to speed up at the end because you're just so dialed in. All right, here's my last tip, and I'll turn it over to you for your last tip. So my last tip, you got 100 days, track everything. I say this all the time, but you'll have 100 days worth of data between now and week one of the CrossFit Open where you can measure your heart rate, you can measure what you've been eating before a workout on which of those workouts ended up being effective, which ones weren't. You can measure your sleep to see if you were effective the night after getting X amount of sleep or not effective. Like there's so much you can look at. It's going to give you so much power when you go in and they open to prepare for what those three to possibly four workouts are going to look like, you know, and, and to be prepared, prepared the day before. So track everything. And we'll, we can talk more about that on a, on a later show because I track so much stuff and I can do an entire episode on everything I track, but I think it's important to capture data so you can use it for, 
uh, improve your performance. Love it. All right, let's see. My tip. Um, I got it. So my tip is I want you to take two movements, probably skills, that you're going to focus the next roughly 100 days, 90 days, whatever, on. Those two skills. One of those skills needs to be a skill that you're like mediocre at. So you can RX it. You're just not very good at it. So uh, one that I see a lot of people can do this is toes to bar. Right? It's like they can do toes to bar. They just swing around like a crazy monkey or they you know, <laughs> always have to do singles every single time, which can be good, but usually, right. you know, whatever. Um, so I want you to take a, a skill that you're mediocre at. And also I want you to take a skill that is just slightly outside of your abilities right now. So that I'm talking to everyone who, who's never done a muscle up before, but you, you know, you can do 10 strict pull-ups. You're just like, I've never really done a muscle up. I don't think I can do one. I want you to, to take a movement or a skill that's just outside of, of your ability levels right now. And I want you to work towards that. So twofold, one that's like, man, I'm not very good at it, but I can RX it. We need to improve that. And then I need you to learn something new that you haven't done yet, or at least attempt it. That could be your first handstand pushup, first muscle up, first handstand walks, first pistol, right? There's a lot of these skills that a lot of people are cringing at. They're like, oh, I don't want to do that. But the open magic works because it forces you to attempt it. But if we, I can force you right now, we're going to call it the, the podcast magic. Um, if I can force you to do that now, then you're going to have that confidence to do that muscle up or to do that handstand walk or whatever the movement is that's going to shut you down. And then to do this homework, once you've picked your two skills, I want you to work on each one of those skills twice a week for about 10 to 15 minutes. And if you do more 15, 30 minutes, it's maybe a little bit better, but it could be something as simple as like Monday, if I do 15 minutes of skill one, Tuesday, 15 minutes of skill two, Wednesday, 15 minutes of skill one, Friday, 15 minutes of skill two. And if you do that, I promise you, you are going to be so much more prepared for the open. Agreed. You know, the one tip we didn't give, we should have, if none of this works, if all the stuff we laid out that didn't work, just go buy new shoes. That always works. <laughs> always. Just go buy new shoes. Don't watch always. the Whopper video. It's trash. Just go buy new shoes. Hey, new shoes are great, dude. I got the, uh, yeah. I got the new rads. Oh, that reminds me. We need to have my buddy Jake on because he is the shoe connoisseur. He knows more about shoes. He has a YouTube channel that all he does is review CrossFit shoes and compare them and talk about fit and durability and yada, yada, yada. So he, he has the rads too. How do you like them? Uh, I love them. They're a little heavy, but I love yeah. them. Yeah, they're yeah. – they're, uh, you know, I mean, we've had the Innovate shoes for a while. They're a little heavier than the 300s, just a little. Um, but they feel like a good mix between the Nano and the okay. Metcon. Like they're a little tight. Oh. I, tight's not the right word. They're snug in the middle, good toe box, really good heel, and they're super sturdy. Yeah. So they're good Jason, for little, if we get him on, he'll talk our ears off about all the different technical terms and the midfoot yada yada and all that stuff all i know is that he did i think his within 10 minutes of playing pickleball with them tore a hole in the top 
of the rads. And that's probably because they're not pickleball shoes. (laughs) But I think with CrossFit, they're probably great. So uh, yeah, just go buy new shoes. Honestly, none of this advice even matters if you don't have good shoes. Yeah, you just need good shoes. What else else is there really? Or just new shoes. Who cares if they're good? Just new ones, fresh ones. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else you have going on this week? Anything we didn't talk about? Nope. I'm just going to be sitting in a tree stand a bunch and uh, yeah, hopefully our internet will be a little bit more stable so we can do a full episode uh, next week and the week after and all the other weeks leading up to the open. But um, obviously if anyone has any questions or anyone has any specific topics, especially open focus that we can talk about, uh, be sure to message me on Instagram or John on Instagram and we can add it to the list of, of things we want to get through. Yeah. But mostly message Ben. So, all right. Well, good luck this I week. Have more to- I have a little bit more time. Actually, I do need people to message me. So I'm just going to be sitting in a tree stand for a week. So I'm going to be chatty Kathy on Instagram this week. All right. Well, I'll be in Cincinnati this weekend visiting my daughter. My uh, oldest turns 21. So we're going down there for her birthday. We're going to go watch some football and hang out and just have family time. So sweet. Stuff. So don't bother John. No one bother John. No, I break message. It'll be fine. I've, look, they're going to go out and do their partying thing. They're 21 year olds. You know, like they go hit bars you, and put her boys. You should go with them. Uh, no, I'm not going to bar. I'm not going to be the old guy. And then in the you'll bar. get like, recognized. Like, oh my gosh, you're the guy. And mm-hmm. then your daughters will be in a confused. college bar. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, sure yeah, we have so many, so many college age students that watch the show. Ben, I'm sure. I'm sure. You so. do. I'm telling you. All right, bro. Well, good luck this week. And uh, for everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining. And we'll chat with you guys again next week. Take care. Peace.